Welcome to the Evolve Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Geisel, self-mastery coach and mentor. The mission of Evolve Beyond Limits is simple. Fall in love with your life and change the world in the process. And each episode of this podcast is dedicated to helping you do just that. It's designed to bring you one step closer to an aha moment that could completely transform your life so that you can keep evolving into your fullest potential. The reality is how you show up in the world matters. And I don't want you to waste another second living a life that doesn't light your soul on fire. So let's have some fun. Welcome back to the Evolve Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Geisel. And today we are going to hop into the second chakra, the sacral center. Um, I promised you that this one is juicy and it is because the sacral is all about our connection to ourselves, which a lot of people struggle with. And I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. But First of all, it's located in our pelvic bowl. So just think about like where your reproductive organs are, no matter whether you're a male or a female, and it is that is kind of where it's located. So this one, this is the reason it's so juicy is because it's really all about the there's so much of it is about the unconscious. Okay. And 95% of our consciousness is unconscious. It is the feminine. And if that's not a male or female thing, we both, we all have masculine and feminine within us. And our goal is to harmonize them. But this is really about the feminine. It's about the moon. It's the unseen. It's the mysterious. And because we can't see it, we tend to think it's not that important. But it's really in this chakra that we have to experience it. We can't simply learn about it. It is through what we experience that we actually increase the juiciness in our life. And this is why I personally am so obsessed with experiences, not simply learning more. Knowledge may have, it holds a lot of power, okay? Knowledge does do that. But it is through our experiences in life that transformation really happens. So when we think about our sacral, we let's talk about what it holds in it. One, our emotions. This is why it is so gosh darn messy. Okay. And this is why, in my opinion, this is the one that currently humanity has so many problems with so many imbalances going on here, because people don't really understand their emotions. They don't even give themselves an opportunity to understand their emotions. They want to push them down because they don't have time. They want to jump over them because they're uncomfortable. They um, think they can only feel certain ones and not others. But our emotions don't work like that. So the alligator is one of the as one of the animals that is tied to the sacral chakra, and it represents our ability to allow our emotions to surface to grab a hold of them, to wrestle with them for as long as it takes, as long as it is necessary until you can ultimately digest what you can and release the rest of it. And release the rest of it. Repressing our emotions takes away energy. It takes energy 
Okay. And it creates tension. It creates tension in our physical, our emotional, our mental, and our spiritual body. And I mentioned this before, but everything is starts on an energetic level. And then when we ignore it for long enough, it then becomes a physical manifestation. So all dis-ease or disease within our body can be traced back to usually some sort of of trapped emotion. What? So, and what's going to depend on this is how willing you are to be vulnerable will depend on how open and flowing this chakra is and how many, like, we vulnerability has become more impactful. Thank you, Brene Brown, for like showing people that vulnerability is a really powerful thing. Um, but we're still working on it. And there's still a lot to be said there. And a lot of times we're vulnerable, but only to the point of comfort. And then like, we won't go any further. So I could go on and on about emotions for 10 years, but I want to keep this short. So the next thing that our sacral chakra holds is our sexuality. So our comfort level in our sexuality can be an indicator of how balanced and open our sacral chakra is. And our sexuality can differ drastically depending on our culture, depending on the environment that we grew up in, how our parents or the people around us spoke about the subject, whether we were encouraged to explore our own bodies or told that, you know, that is a devilish act. Um, the sexual patterns that we've had throughout our life, the sexual partners that we've had throughout our life. All of that is important and it plays a role here. Understanding and sorting through the stories that we have around our sexuality or our beliefs that we've had until now can be a huge first step in the process of balancing the sacral chakra. So the other things that are held in the sacral chakra is passion, our passion for life right? Like, you know, when somebody is passionate about life and about what they're doing and all of that there's So that's held in that sacral, that sacral center, our creativity is held there because everything is created out of darkness. Think about what that womb space, that pelvic bowl is able to do. It creates a human. So everything is created from this powerful center, whether you are male or female, you still have that same creation ability. Um, maybe not a human, but in all other things. So there's also, this is where we hold our pleasure and our nurturing. This is also where we hold our self-worth. Our self-worth is how worthy or deserving do you feel of receiving all the things that you want to receive in life? This is something that cannot be given to you by somebody else. This is not self-esteem. This is self-worth. It's a, it's an intrinsic thing that no one can take away from you, but also no one can give it to you. So I want you to think about how do well do you receive compliments or gifts or money or help or love or pleasure? If you can't receive in one area of your life, you are going to struggle to receive in the others. That's the hard truth. So if you can't receive a compliment, then you also can't receive love. Think about that. So the element of the sacral chakra is water. So when we talked about the root, we talked about earth. It, earth was the element. It's very rigid and it's very fixed. Water, when you think about water, water is very flowing and it's very adaptable. 
So we want both of these things. Remember, not there is no chakra that is more important than the others. We need them all and we need them all open and flowing. So now when we think about water, there's two ways that water can go if we are not, if we're holding back or we have unexpressed emotion within us, okay? The first way that it can go is steam. And this is going to end up in anger and resentment. So you can hold back all of your emotions. You can never say what you want to say. You can just choose not to rock the boat because you don't want to cause a problem. And yet the anger and the resentment is going to build and build and build until you can no longer control it and out it will come. You will hold on, you will you will spurt all of the things that you've been holding on to for years because you didn't know how to work yourself through it. Okay, so that's steam. Then there, the other one is ice. We numb out. With unexpressed emotion, we start to numb out because it just feels like too much to handle. Now, I just did a podcast on this. So go back a couple episodes and um, I talk about not, not putting your emotions and your feelings and all of that on other people. And I talk about this and why this is so important. We cannot numb out to our life, okay? Because neither one of those allows you to feel fully alive in your life. If you are living with anger and resentment, then you don't feel fully alive because you're carrying a lot of tension and a lot of stress and a, like you're, you're repelling things no matter what, okay? And if you numb out, we obviously can't feel at all. So think about that. And those lead me to the addictions. We talked about some of the addictions in some of the chakra centers and um, the addictions that come with this one is porn because there's a lustfulness um, that comes with an imbalance here. It is alcohol and there's drugs because they all of those things help us numb out. Okay, so again, we're, this is an escape. All of them are used kind of as an escape of trying to numb out instead of learning to cope and lean into our emotions, our lust, our desires, our wants, our needs, all of that stuff. Okay. Then we've got our physical. We have our physical. So how is this going to manifest physically? You may have kidney issues, kidney stones, lower back problems, anything reproductive, Think about anything reproductive, so prostate, ovarian, um, bladder infections. And for women, menstrual cycle imbalances are going to, this is going to be a root cause of menstrual cycle stuff. So, um, you know, I went through my own fair share of menstrual cycle issues, and I definitely had a lot of sacral imbalances. And so now that I've really started to work through this, our menstrual cycle is meant to show up bare, like pretty much unannounced unless you, you know, every 28 ish days, we're supposed to have a couple of days where we are not in severe pain. We don't have, we're not flying off the handle. We're not doing any of that. And then 
it leaves. It says goodbye. It's our fifth vital sign. So if you have a lot of menstrual cycle challenges, then this is probably one of the chakras you need to start to look into. And I have watched it with my own two eyes. I've worked with numerous women who have had their menstrual cycle shift in amazing ways because they decided to dig in deeper and do the work. So really, really beautiful. Now let's talk about the developmental stage. So it's between the ages of two and three and a half. Think about that. We call them the terrible twos and people say the threes are even worse. I don't have kids, but this is what I'm told. They are learning to handle their emotions. They're learning to handle their emotions. And why this is such a cycle is because most parents don't know how to work with their own emotions. So how on earth are they going to teach their kids how to handle theirs? And this is not a judgment. This is the reality of the situation. We can't teach what we don't understand. We can't teach what we don't know. So again, not a judgment. Everybody is doing the best they can. But if we, that's why it starts with us. We have to understand our own and then we can start to teach the kids. I was on the airplane um, the other day and I was sitting next to this woman and she had a three-year-old and the three-year-old was like at one, she was totally happy. And then at one point she was losing her mind and her mom, obviously on a plane, the last thing you want is your kid screaming. You're thinking about how everybody else is feeling and all these different things. And, um, you know, I overheard a lot of this situation and she, the daughter didn't want anything. She didn't know what she wanted. Right. But mom couldn't let it go because she was so concerned about everybody around. So I sat there and I talked to her for a little bit and, um, with permission, I just kind of gave her some like, again, I'm not a parent, but I work with humans and kids are just little humans. I said, she's just learning how to work through her emotions. So she doesn't actually, and it's so hard as parents and as humanity to sit there and watch somebody go through something hard or watch somebody struggle when you, when you think you can help them, but you're not helping them. They have to go through it in order to get to the other side of it and to learn what they needed to learn and to transform it. So I think, you know, I love toddlers because I think if we could all have a tantrum every so often and not care who was watching and what was going on, and we could do it in the moment instead of finding a time when it's more appropriate, we'd have a lot happier people running around the world, right? Because we just, we feel it and then we move through. We feel it and we move through it. That's like a beautiful thing. And so, I kind of just said, you know, like, don't worry about everybody else. I'm not upset. Like, she's totally fine. Just like, let her be and she'll figure it out. Cause I don't even think she really knows what she wants. She's just learning how to cope with her emotions and what's going on. And so, um, I know it was a struggle for her, but kudos to this mom. She sat there and her daughter whined and she didn't offer her solutions. And she just finally probably took like three minutes and she was done. The whole rest of the, the airplane was great. So we are, we're the same way. Let yourself feel it, right? But this developmental stage is such a huge thing because like I said, most of us don't understand that even in ourselves. And a personal story is that, you know, a few weeks ago, something came up for me. I was sitting on the couch. Oh my gosh, it was like this moment. Um, I just started bawling. And Andrew, of course, he want, my husband wants to help. He's like, what can I do? And I was like, 
nothing. Like you can't do anything. I was like, actually, what I really need you to do is I need you to go downstairs, go to bed, leave me be. And he's like, are you sure? I was like, yes, because I understand that I need to work through this, that I need to not try to run from this. And what did I want to do? I wanted to go to bed because if I went to bed, it would go away. If I also wanted to go grab a glass of wine, because that would help quote unquote help, but I was using that as a crutch. It would have helped me to not feel it, which is exactly the opposite of what we want to do. So he left. I know it wasn't easy for him. And he let, he let me be. And it probably took about 20, 30 minutes of me journaling through some things. And I got to this really beautiful realization and revelation about why I was experiencing what I was experiencing. We have to go through it. Okay. So um, let's quickly move through some of the imbalances and the, and, and the, when we're imbalanced and then when we're balanced in this chakra. So when we have an imbalanced sacral chakra, there's a lot of different things that can come up because there's a lot that is held here. That's why it's so messy and so interesting to untangle. Okay. I'm not going to say difficult. It's interesting to untangle. Um, some of those imbalances is if you're really overly sensitive, like the wind blows and your mood changes. Uh, people who are very self-centered tend to, or people who are really, um, yeah, just really, really self-centered and really obsessed with how they look or they have a lot of body dysmorphia. This is, hey, ding, ding me um, in the past. And that's because we put on armor to protect ourselves. And so you have to watch out and for those physical manifestations. Why are we trying? Why are we so hard? Why are we so tough? Because we're trying to protect ourselves from something. So we have placed armor and that armor comes in the form of muscle and all these different things. And that's why you'll see a lot of um, fitness, me included in the past, we utilize the fitness as a tool, almost as a similar tool as alcohol or drugs, as a coping mechanism, as a numbing thing. It, we become obsessed with it because it allows us to not actually feel what we need to feel. Okay. Another one is any type of sexual addiction. Um, there is a boundary issues. If you have boundary issues, so this can go one way or the other. It can either be that you don't trust anybody. So you have, again, you've put up your armor and you don't trust anybody. Um, or you can throw your boundaries out the window. Like you don't have any, and you let people walk all over you. That's, they're two different ends of the spectrum, but they're equally, that just means that there's an imbalance in one way or the other. Workaholics are... This is where this comes from too, because it's a constant, you're trying to prove yourself. You're trying to prove that you are worthy of having the things that you want to have, but you don't have to prove yourself because you were born worthy. We're taught that, right? So workaholics, sugar cravings, sweetness. This chakra is about the sweetness of life. Sugar cravings aren't as simple as we might think because there's probably something that we feel like we're missing and it's that sweetness. We're searching for it. Okay. Again, 
You don't have any self-worth or your self-worth is very low. So how much do you love yourself? How comfortable are you in your body? Do you feel guilty and really struggle to buy things for yourself? You might buy all the things in the world for everybody else, but you can't seem to buy things for yourself. There's a guilt because know that the sacral chakra is blocked by guilt. So if you are somebody who feels guilty all of the time, red flag, there's work to be done here. They can also be very controlling, um, which again, kind of goes back to the root chakra. There's a lack of creativity because this is where our, our creative juices flow. And so that is, that's something that can get in the way for people is that they just don't, they're not that creative or they're having blocks in that area. Um, they might be manipulative. Again, they have feel a lot of guilt. They can be withdrawn because they aren't able to open up to themselves or the people around them. And then they can be very lustful and lustful can be a multiple different things. It can be lustful within like, like sexually like lustful, or you can be lustful after beautiful things. Right? So there's a lot of different ways that this can start to manifest. Now let's talk about if they're balanced. If we have a balanced sacral chakra, whoo, this gets good. Okay. So we feel sexy in our bodies. Like you can have sex in the daylight. You can have sex with yourself without guilt, without shame, because you feel good. Okay. This is what whole woman, whole life is going to be about. So make sure that you sign up for that. We'll throw the link in the show notes. If you really, this is women only. Um, if you want to start to get this back because it is powerful. Um, you have the, the ability to nurture what you have. There is a beautiful way in which you give, but you also receive. A lot of people have no problem giving, but they really struggle to receive because when they give, they give with expectations. And this is an imbalance, okay? When we give with expectations of wanting something in return, we may not even realize we're doing it. And I'll talk about that more in the archetypes, but you're able to give and receive. They're very expressive. They're passionate. Again, they're passionate about life, about what they're doing, about waking up in the morning, about everything. They know and they feel so worthy of all of their desires. And they really, really know how to nurture themselves. What do I need? What do I need? And I don't need another person to give it to me. I've got everything within me to give it to myself. But if I need help, I'm going to ask for it. If that is what nurtures me. They really have this, this great ability to achieve flow. So we hear about flow. And it's really just like a creative state that allows you to just go right. But again, water is about flow. And so it allows us it allows us to unleash that creativity that is just waiting to be unleashed within you. And you, there's so many different ways of being creative. So just think about that. Um, it's not simply drawing or painting or whatever. There's lots of different ways to be creative. You might be creative in solving problems or who knows, making things work. There's lots of different ways. Um, they're very forgiving and compassionate and just excited about life, excited about life. So the archetypes that come with this chakra is when it is out of balance, it's the martyr. 
And the martyr gives up their claim to happiness because they don't feel like they deserve it. They don't feel special. And so what they do is they put everyone else's needs above themselves so that they feel like they are worthy and like they're doing something special. So these are the people pleasers. They're doing for everyone else. They're giving to their kids and their husband and their friends and every other person in the world, but they can't give to themselves, but they give to everybody else and they convince themselves that it's because they are selfless, but they're not. They're not selfless because they're giving with an expectation of getting something in return. And whether they realize that or not is a different story. But whenever you give with expectation, whenever you give because you, you, when you don't actually have something to give, right? This is where don't pour from an empty cup comes from. Don't pour from a full cup. Don't pour from your cup. Pour when you, you can give whatever is overflowing out of the top but most people don't have what's overflowing out of the top because they haven't spent enough time figuring out what they need and what and nurturing themselves through this process. Okay, so what they do is they give to everybody else, but what are they looking for? Acceptance, love. Um they are looking for some sort they're looking for some attention, something in return. But they don't they might not even know what that is, or they will never tell the other person that that's what they're looking for, but they're looking for something. And then when they don't get it, where do we go? Steam. We get steamy. We get angry and we get resentful because I wanted this and they didn't give it to me, even though I quote unquote was just giving. No, you weren't. There's an expectation. And the martyr, a lot of times will, um, again, they're just, they become very codependent. They become codependent because their soul is missing something. Their soul is missing something and they have convinced themselves that there is something outside of them. There's a person, a thing, whatever it is, that's going to bring them what their soul is asking for. So they become codependent in their relationships because they think they're not a full person if they don't have that other person because they don't feel worthy. Do you see how this all comes together? So they become very codependent because they think other people bring them happiness. They think other people are the answers to all of their problems, but really they've got to get selfish. I say you have to get selfish before you get selfless because you have to understand you first. Okay. The other archetype, when this is in balance, it's going to sound kind of funny, but it's it's the servant. But when I say servant, I want you to think you they serve like a queen or a king. It's the manner in which you serve other people in your life. Okay. These, when you become a servant, you serve because you have so much energy to give and to pour into other people. And you feel so worthy of that versus serving because you are trying to gain something from the relationship and you feel unworthy. It's not serving from a place of people pleasing. It's a very different type of service and it's not serving anybody, not you nor them. So 
The servant knows their worth regardless of what they are doing. If they are sitting there doing nothing, they know that they are just as worthy as if they knocked off every single thing on their to-do list. Your worthiness doesn't come from anything outside of you, anything that you can accomplish, anything that you can do, any way that you can look. Your worthiness is an intrinsic thing that no one has the ability to do for you or give to you. That's you. Okay, so how do you start to work with this one? I'll give you just a couple things. There's like 4 billion things I could probably give you, but one of them is I want you to buy yourself flowers this week. Buy yourself flowers. Who cares if they're going to die? Who cares if they are 10, 15, $20? Who cares about any of that? Buy yourself flowers because you deserve it, because they're beautiful and you deserve to have beautiful things. Buy yourself flowers because you don't need somebody else to. Okay, so that's your first one. The second thing is I want you to start to become really aware of what do you need. Write a list of what brings you joy, what nurtures you. And trust me, when I ask women and people really this question, it's difficult for them to answer because they don't really think about it. What do I need? Okay, so, and then you need to start to honor what you, when you need those things and stop thinking that you have to earn them. You don't have to earn those things. You don't have to earn your love for yourself. That's something you're born with. You're given that. It's beautiful. And then start to allow yourself to really feel your emotions. Don't push them down. Allow them to come to the surface and then explore them. Get curious about them. Have fun with it. Because again, our emotions are simply just trying to tell us what needs a little bit of attention. And when you can learn to work with them instead of pushing them away, magical things will unfold in your life. So again, there's a lot more, but let's just start there. And it, if this one was screaming at you and maybe you felt personally attacked, then let's chat. Just head over to the website. You can connect with me through there. Shoot me a text at 248-206-3431. Shoot me an Instagram message, whatever you need to do, right? But let's connect and let's just see how you can start to move through and really balance this and get that flow going again. But until next time, you don't have to earn love. It is always there. Meaning that you are always worthy of having everything that you desire in life. So hold on to that. And let's go change the world. <laughs>